On a Monday edition of Locked On Grizzlies, very excited to talk about Marcus Smart and how I think the NBA is underrating him. I'm not underrating him. Maybe you are. Maybe the NBA on the national scale is. But I think Marcus Smart may have even more of an impact than a lot of folks realize. Plus, my blistering hot Grizzlies take from the Points of the Paid podcast over on Stadium and how Desmond Bain's moment has finally begun we're talking all that and more on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with me. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a masterful Monday, a a very mellow Monday here on Locked On Grizzlies. I am your host for this episode, Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media, of course, of Locked On Grizzlies. You can also find my work once the season gets underway again, uh, every once in a while contributing over at SB Nation. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Mullinax. And make sure you're subscribing, rating, liking, commenting, reviewing, all those fun things wherever you get podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Locked on Grizzlies, proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. And this will be a full week of Locked On Grizzlies episodes. You will be hanging out with myself or DeMichael Cole, my co host, finishing up his final trip, uh, a chance to recharge the batteries one final time before the grind of the season begins. We're a week or so away from Media Day. The team, if they're not already back in Memphis, they're going to start making their way there in the next several days. Very exciting times. You're going to get five episodes of Locked On Grizzlies this week, five days of the work week, five episodes of Locked On Grizzlies. Boom, here we are. And we're excited to be with you. And I am excited to be with you on this episode of the show. We're going to start off today with a picture that I saw on X or Twitter or whatever the heck you want to call it that really, ah, it just gave me a moment of zen that I'm very appreciative of. And it was a screenshot of a FaceTime between Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, two Defensive Player of the Years, the last two Defensive Player of the Years, chatting it up, getting ready for the uh, season that's about to get underway. Not too surprising, at least the latter part, right? The fact that teammates might be interacting, asking how they're doing, maybe making plans to get together before the season or at the start of the season, get the vibes right, all those sorts of things. But that key word there is vibes, right? The key word there for me is vibes because the vibes that once upon a time were immaculate, right? How far away 18 months ago feel, 18 months ago feels when the Grizzlies were getting Memphis Grizzlies Day on ESPN and everybody loved John Morant and the Grizzlies were the fun plucky team that everybody wanted to cheer for and it was on the up and up. The last 18 months have really shifted that perspective. I know you know that. You're a a listener, a a viewer of Locked on Grizzlies. You almost certainly get your Grizzlies content from the commercial appeal, from DeMichael Cole, from Bluff City Media, from myself. You get it. You know that the last year or so has not been nearly as kind to the Grizzlies in a variety of ways. Obviously, the most important one being John Morant's off-the-court issues. But Marcus Smart, the adult in the room, the, the brave Sir Knight coming in on his famous steed, his metaphorical horse, to save the Memphis Grizzlies, at least to put the vibes back in check. 
And while Marcus Smart is not OG Ananobi, and while Marcus Smart is not Mikel Bridges, he's not that bigger wing that I wanted or you probably wanted in this Grizzlies offseason. He might be the player that the Memphis Grizzlies needed. And that matters more when you think about how significant this season is going to be. Because you have your three stars, right? DeMichael and I have talked about that. I think that's established now. You've got John Morant. You've got Desmond Bain. You've got Jaron Jackson Jr. They are under contract all together for the next two seasons. Jaron Jackson Jr., you would imagine, will eventually sign an extension with the Grizzlies. The rest of this decade is going to be dominated by those three guys as your big money makers. The Memphis Grizzlies aren't going to go into the tax in consecutive years, maybe one year, and then they'll get out of it the next. That would be my prediction. I believe they'll go in the tax. I don't think they'll be repeat offenders. So they're always going to have to move around the margins going into this next chapter of this era of Grizzlies basketball. And to bring in somebody with three years, including this coming season, left on his deal who makes reasonable money for what he is expected to contribute to be a player who offensively has a better understanding of where he belongs. And that is something that, no disrespect to Dylan Brooks, matters a lot from who essentially becomes the fourth best player on this Grizzlies team. When you look at Marcus Smart's usage, when you look at how he creates offense for others off the dribble as a backup point guard, he was a true starting point guard for the Boston Celtics this past season, and that didn't go as well. I don't think that's the best use of Marcus Smart. He's like a souped-up version of De'Anthony Melton. He's not a true point guard. He's a good facilitating guard. He's a guy that does a good job kind of on the margins as a facilitator on the perimeter when there's a lead creator next to him, someone who can lighten that burden, at the very least someone who's comparable in that way. Thankfully, the Grizzlies have several of those options between Morant and Bain in particular. But when you take into account the better decision-making of Marcus Smart offensively, when you take into account his ability to be about the same as Dylan defensively and the frame is a major issue that I'm sure DeMichael and I will talk about maybe even later on this week, the major difference between Dylan and Marcus as defenders is Dylan has the size at six foot six, six foot seven, a bigger, bulkier wing to take on some of those matchups. Marcus Smart has length. He has that dog in him, as people like to say, but he just doesn't have the same size. So that is a major difference, but Marcus is going to take on that brunt of the load when it comes to defending those perimeter type players, even the bigger forwards who can play on the perimeter too. The fact he can do that, the fact he can be a consistent secondary creator of offense for himself and others, the fact that he can make sufficient reads. And then on top of all of that on the court, you have the stuff off the court, the leadership, how upset Boston Celtics fans were when he got traded. That was fascinating to me. Here's a guy who is not as good as Jason Tatum, a guy who's not as good as Jalen Brown. And as I spoke on, on the, at the time, the Boston Celtics, at least in terms of combining assets with the better player in the trade, if Christoph Persingas is healthy, he's better than Marcus Smart. The Boston Celtics won that trade although I would argue the Washington Wizards and Memphis Grizzlies got what they wanted too. Trades don't have to have just one winner. There can be three winners in this case. But the Celtics got the most out of it if you want to look at it from that perspective. And yet Celtics fans were boo-hooing and sad to see that guy go. 
the significance of that leadership. It was a vacuum in Memphis. And I don't mean to disrespect Dylan Brooks or Steven Adams, Tyus Jones, the guys that tried to fill that void. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. And if you want to blame Zach Kleiman for that, I could probably listen to that argument. If you want to blame the Taylor Jenkins, the head coach of the Grizzlies for that, I could probably listen to that argument too. But at some point, especially when you're millionaire professionals, you have to have a leader on your team that is able to stand up and say, this is enough to someone like a Ja Morant. Nobody was able to do that. And Ja is in the boat that he's in. And it's important to point out Jaws in the boat that he's in entirely because of himself. But maybe somebody, if there was someone that he would have listened to, if he's not going to listen to Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, Taylor Jenkins, Zach Kleiman, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar himself, nobody's going to get through to that guy. This is a wonderful opportunity for Memphis to build upon the talent they have established and to rally around a true unifying leader who is going to do what it is best or what is best for winning. Not what's best for Marcus Smart, not what's best for John Moran, not what's best for any individual person. This guy is about the team, and he is going to put the team in front of all else. He's going to sacrifice his body on a near nightly basis. He's going to be beloved in Memphis. If you can't rally behind that guy, if you can't follow that guy, in the absence of the type of leadership that Memphis clearly craves. Maybe you're not long for this Grizzlies life. So I think that people are underestimating the Marcus Smart effect. I believe that in Memphis, people see it. Understanding that's what the Grizzlies really needed. Even more than a backup point guard or backup center. We'll talk about the needs of the Grizzlies later on in the week on another episode. They needed a leader. Someone who could come in and command the room. And that's exactly what Marcus Smart is capable of. And I am excited to watch that play out. I have not been this excited for a grisly season because of off-the-court stuff in a long time. I bought into the grit and grind era because of that kind of leadership. And I think it's back for the first time in several years. And that is something that's going to be really cool to watch unfold. Under good leadership, especially at the player level, when you hear it from your peers, people can take off, especially a young team. And I think that gives the ceiling that was already high for these Memphis Grizzlies another tier to achieve, which is going to be really cool. Marcus Smart as a player, not a superstar. But can he accentuate the superstar type players that Memphis already has? I believe so. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're going to talk about points in the paint, a wonderful podcast that I was a guest on recently over at Stadium. Big fan of Stadium, big fan of the Points in the Paint podcast. And they asked me a hot take question. And I'm going to tell you what I said on that show and my logic for it here next on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by the great folks over at DoorDash. Are you missing the syrup from your pancakes? Did you run out of your favorite coffee, cream, coffee creamer like me? I do that at least once a month. With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurant foods, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you will find the best in your neighborhood and boost 
your local economy with each and every order. And if you want even more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders if you get a Dash Pass membership. There's easy substitutions right there on the app and the best-in-class customer support that DoorDash delivers. Not just that, but also groceries exactly the way you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. When we come back, my Grizzlies hot take for the points in the paint, guys. Next, here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your host for this episode, Joe Mullinax, again flying solo. Uh, my wonderful co-host, Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Taking one last trip, one last mini vacay, uh, getting ready for the season that's almost upon us. He'll be back later on in the week. We will have five episodes. That's right. Every day, each and every day. You will have a Locked On Grizzlies podcast to check out wherever you get your podcast, as well as over on YouTube. And I'm starting us off this week on this uh, Manic Monday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. I talked about the Marcus Smart effect earlier in the show, and that leads me to my hot take that the points in the paint guys over at Stadium. I really enjoy doing that podcast. I've done it for three years straight now and a uh, big fan of their show. Make sure you're checking them out over on Stadium. They have team previews, and I got to do the Grizzlies preview again this year. And as part of that preview, they asked me for my Grizzlies hot take, and this is what I said. I said that as of December 19th, so when John Morant returns, that's the current stated return date, the Memphis Grizzlies moving forward from that date will have the best record in the NBA. That is my Grizzlies hot take. And I think that is a pretty hot take, right? Because, you know, you have the Denver Nuggets, who still exist. You have the Phoenix Suns who have gone all in. You got the Lakers who had a really strong off season. There's all sorts of teams that you make an argument for that would have better chances at that great record. And that's just in the Western conference. That's not even considering the Miami heat, especially if they get Damian Lillard as uh, the rumor is they may in the next several days. And that doesn't mention the New York Knicks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers up and down the list. You can go teams that I didn't talk about that could theoretically be in that position better than Memphis. But here's why I say the Grizzlies will be in that spot. And it connects to what we were talking about earlier in the show. I believe in Marcus Smart's arrival that much. I believe in Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, and Desmond Bain being a big three. I believe in the complementary talent around them. I believe in Luke Kennard. I've seen his significance as an elite three-point shooter, and I think he's going to help the half-court offense. I believe that Dylan Brooks brought their offense down that significantly. Look at his numbers. Career lows across the board. Even if Marcus Smart has a career low season, he is not going to post the usage rate that Dylan Brooks did. And that's the difference with Dylan and Marcus Smart. There have been multiple examples throughout Grizzlies history of addition by subtraction whether it's moving on from Rudy Gay and bringing in Tayshaun Prince, whether it's going from Jonas Valanciunas to Steven Adams. Those are two guys that are two good basketball players. Rudy Gay had a heck of an NBA career. Jonas Valanciunas continues to have success, deserves the success. They're good players, but they didn't fit what the Grizzlies were trying to do. And this is the next move in a long line of those types of moves. 
Jonas was the security blanket offensively. The Grizzlies' young guys were willing to enable to take the next step offensively. They didn't need Jonas anymore. The Grizzlies already had an offensive isolation weapon in Zach Randolph. They didn't need Rudy Gay. They needed a strong defender. And this group of Grizzlies, sure, a big long wing would be nice to have. But more than that, they needed a guy who took the facilitation of a secondary guard, creator off the dribble, was able to defend, and that leadership quality. Marcus Smart checks all those boxes. So while they don't have that third superstar during the 25-game suspension of John Morant, he'll eventually be there. And I believe that John Morant is going to return with a chip on his shoulder. I'm choosing to be optimistic about his prospects because of the presence of Marcus Smart. Maybe I'm going too in on Marcus Smart. But all I know is how much the city of Boston and that Celtics fan base loved that guy and still loves that guy. There'll be people in these YouTube comments. There were when Marcus Smart trade happened. Boston Celtics fan here. You're going to love Marcus Smart. We're going to miss him. Again, after acquiring Christoph Porzingis, who's a better basketball player, who makes the offensive ceiling of that Boston team, and you could argue the defensive one too, as a rim protector, it increases their likelihood of making the NBA Finals. And that in Boston was a team that I didn't even mention earlier when I talked about the best record from December 19th on. But assuming health, you have John Morant, you have Desmond Bain, you have Marcus Smart, because I do think he'll be a starter the entire time he's here. Jaron Jackson Jr., Steven Adams. That's a top five defense in the NBA, plus the ability to have multiple creators on the perimeter. You have at least two plus three-point shooters in Jaron and Bain to create space. You could sub in a Luke Kennard. You can sub in a Zaire Williams, a Jake LaRavia, a Santi Aldama, who had a great FIBA run, sixth-man big type of season coming, I would imagine, for Santi. They have good depth, improved depth, and they have a guy who, much like Steven Adams, much like Tayshaun Prince, will not just take and take and take. They will accentuate. And there were times where Rudy Gay took those shots and it went well for Memphis. And there were times where Dylan was willing to be that guy on that wall that Ja and Dez and Jaron were not willing to be when it was uh, time to get to knuckle-cutting time. Now it's time for that to be Ja and Dez and Jaron. Marcus doesn't have to be that guy. He just needs to be the guy that they look to in terms of how to be a professional. Because they haven't had that. And that's crazy to say out loud. And again, I'm not saying Steven Adams is going crazy or Steven Adams is doing things he's not supposed to do. But it's a different relationship. It's a different dynamic. You can see that. Steve-O, do you think they look at him as that kind of leader? I don't. But I do think Marcus Smart comes in and doesn't just help the on-the-court product. He helps them off the court mentally develop and grow. So once Jaw comes back, and you don't have to force Luke Kennard into a starting role, and he can be that sixth-man wing. Once you have a rotation of floor spacers that can match up and provide so much room for Ja to operate off the bounce, I think you're looking at a Grizzlies team that's going to take off. So that's my hot take. That, that's what I think of this coming season once Ja hits the floor. The, the frustration and the anger – 
and all those things, as long as he can channel that energy in the right way, right? We don't need hoodies that say redemption on the side. We don't need a commercial saying that you're back. We need you to put your nose to the grindstone and be the MVP candidate that you can be. You're not going to win that award this year because of the suspension, Ja. But be that MVP guy. Desmond Bain, play at that all-star level. Jaron Jackson Jr., play at that all-NBA level. All three of them have those capabilities within their skill sets. They may not realize those awards. They may not get that recognition, but they can be in those conversations. That is realistic to say. Take advantage of the adult in the room. Allow for that guy to be your voice. Learn from him. And allow for that to be your driving factor. He's been to a lot of important basketball games. Postseason success. He knows what it takes. I think these Grizzlies are going to be willing to learn and listen. I think that's going to make a major difference going in to that post-Jaw Morant suspension run that the Grizzlies are going to go on. That's my Grizzlies hot take. They're going to have the best record in the NBA from December 19th on. They'll probably be below 500. I would put them at maybe 11 and 14-ish, give or take, going into that. But from December 19th forward, they will have the best record in the entire NBA. What about you? What do you think of my hot take? Or maybe you want to share yours. Do so in the comments below, pretty please. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Joe Molinax, and let me know what you think. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, Desmond Bain, I mentioned him a moment ago. He is out in the spotlight, and he will continue to be with John Moran's suspension. I'm excited about that, too. I'll tell you why next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies, finishing up this Monday edition of the show. DeMichael Cole not with me on this episode, finishing up his last vacation before the season gets fully underway. So I will be with you today, potentially tomorrow as well. We'll see how DeMichael's travel kind of works out. Worst case scenario, you'll see DeMichael again on Wednesday, and he'll close you out. Uh, with some solo shows to end this week. Super excited the basketball is about to be here. It's right around the corner for the NBA, at least. Obviously, the WNBA in the thick of their playoffs. Been really fun to watch those, by the way. Um, But the NBA's regular season, just about a month away. Really, really good times if you're a fan of professional basketball. Between the NBA about to start and the WNBA at the peak of their uh, season with their postseason play. Desmond Bain was there for Memphis Grizzlies night for the Memphis Redbirds, the AAA affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals, and they play there in Memphis, Tennessee. Quick sidebar, it was good to see Tony Allen back out doing Grizzlies-related things after all the things that were going on with him legally. Uh, He's back out there, and hopefully Tony gets recognized this year. Uh, We'll see how that all plays out. But, you know, Zach Randolph has his number retired by the Grizzlies. Tony Allen probably should have his as well. We'll see how that goes, though. Uh, Maybe that's another episode of Lockdown Grizzlies we can have a discussion with uh, DeMichael and I. But Desmond Bain was a star attraction. Desmond Bain throws out the first pitch, throws a strike right down the middle almost. Uh, He's the guy that represents the team. He's the star that's there showing out and showing up and getting people excited about the upcoming Grizzlies season. And I'm excited for Des because he signed this massive extension. He's under contract the next six years with the Memphis Grizzlies. He is set for life financially, but I know that he's not going to be satisfied, right? And that is the best part about having a guy like Desmond Bain on your team, similar to Marcus Smart, right? Similar to Marcus Smart in that the work ethic, never in question, 
the commitment to being as prepared as possible. Desmond Bain had to go through a lot just to get to this point, right? Just to get to the NBA, even beyond him getting this max contract extension. To go from only one Division I scholarship offer from TCU to work his way up as a player, to be the 30th overall selection in the 2020 NBA draft that the Grizzlies traded up to acquire. To start at that point of your career and to get to the level where you have a nine-figure contract that's going to kick in next year, that's phenomenal. And that mentality doesn't just shut off, right? If you're gifted with phenomenal ability, if, if things come more easily for you, maybe you're able to, to make that disconnect. Desmond Bain is driven to be where he is, and he is determined to show everybody was wrong, whether it's the Dallas Mavericks or all the Division I teams that didn't you know, pick him up or offer him a scholarship or make a pick. I mean, TCU is right down the street from Dallas, and the Mavericks had multiple chances to try to get him, and they said, eh, no thanks. I bet they wish they had him now. A guy like Desmond Bain, who even with LeBron and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, all these old hats, uh, one last run at an Olympic gold medal in Paris next year, you know who's probably going to be on Team USA? Desmond Bain. Because of his facilitation, his average now defense, and that's how, oh, oh boy, Joe, he's an average defender. Considering how effective he is offensively, that's gigantic. His net rating was among the very best in the NBA last year, alongside the likes of Giannis and Jokic, Hall of Fame future players, all-star caliber guys, and then there's Desmond Bain. He had that type of success. Maybe not on the same scale as the MVPs of the world, but he still was able to do that as a perimeter player, score the ball, defend well, rebound the basketball, create opportunities for others. Desmond Bain has earned everything he's gotten, and that makes him really easy to root for. And it also makes it really exciting to see him with the opportunity that's in front of him. Because we talked about it with Jaron. Jaron Jackson Jr. has a massive opportunity. He has an extension coming up, right? Des, he's set. You know, he's going to be a Memphis Grizzly barring some unforeseen trade for the rest of the decade. So Bain is here. How he progresses compared to what Jaron does will be fascinating because of that reality. Jaron still has an extension to play for. Jaron has additional money to go make. Bain's drive is going to be, okay, on the perimeter as a guard, it's on me. Can't count on Marcus Smart to be a dominant offensive threat, nor should you. That's not why he was brought here, as we talked about throughout the episode. Can't count on Luke Kennard to be that guy, nor should you. Eight months ago, he wasn't able to get off the bench for the Los Angeles Clippers. Fast forward a few months into the NBA playoffs, and he's one of the most important Memphis Grizzlies. That's not a statement that should be said out loud consistently. He's important, but he can't be the focal point. Between Dez and Jaron, they're the focal points with John Morant out, and Desmond Bain in particular, as that perimeter guard, he has to share that load with Marcus Smart in terms of shot creation for others and starting offensive sets. He has to be consistent on a night-in, night-out basis. It can't just be three-point shooting. It has to be off the dribble, in transition, off of screens, off the pick and roll, getting to his spots and converting shots and keeping the Grizzlies' head above water while John Morant is out. 
counting on Derrick Rose is a – I don't want to say a fool's proposition because DeMichael Cole believes in the Derrick Rose sign. So I'm not going to say fool's because I love DeMichael so much. It makes me nervous. You need Bain to be that guy to eat those minutes if he has to. Is Desmond Bain up for the challenge? I believe he is. And I thought that he really represented the franchise well in that opportunity at AutoZone Park at the Memphis Redbirds game. A well-deserved ovation for him, a well-deserved acknowledgement of what he has become in Memphis and what he will continue to be after signing that contract extension. He's the perfect backcourt mate for John Morant. We're going to see how well he fits next to Jaron Jackson Jr. And if they can keep this Grizzlies team above 500 without their MVP candidate caliber talent and jaw. If they can, it's going to have a massive amount to do with what Desmond Bain was capable of doing in that stretch. And all eyes are going to be on him. Jaw's not going to have a presence in terms of what's Morant going to do. He's not allowed in the facility. He's not allowed at practice. It's going to be Des and Jaron's team. Jaron has had that opportunity in the past. Des really hasn't. He's on the big stage now. I can't wait to see how he performs. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more as our season previews roll along here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Thank you so much, by the way, for joining me on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. It is much appreciated. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, of course. You can check us out over on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things as we are back to being your team each and every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. When you catch up with us tomorrow, we'll be talking about continuing looks at what the Memphis Grizzlies have on their bench what type of rotations make the most sense, what lineups we're excited about seeing trotted out there as the preseason approaches. We'll take a closer look at guys like Gigi Jackson and how they could potentially fit as two-way players. What's the best use of the guys that aren't Dez and Jaron and Marcus Smart as the season approaches? We'll take a closer look at some of those topics on our next episode. I hope you'll be there with us for it. But until then... Stay locked in, of course, with Locked On Grizzlies, your team each and every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to DeMarco. We'll talk to you soon.